You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Marvel's Avengers Confidential, Black Widow and Punisher. Hey everybody, you're listening to another iFanboy special edition podcast. The Animation Brain Trust has assembled and we're, Assemble! ta- we're talking about Marvel's Avengers Confidential Black Widow and Punisher. I am Paul Montgomery. That's Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And that's Ryan Haupt. Hi. So we lost you dead? <laughs> what happened? I'm here. All right. Did you pass out? I don't know. I'm here. Okay. Just making sure you were. This is the heat. It just got to me. <laughs> Ryan just, is in another area of the world. I got a. It's very hot. He's cataloging bones. I got a case of the vapors. <laughs> it's funny that we we said brain trust assemble because this is the the first time that's sort of apt as this is an Avengers uh, film. Not only Avengers film, but I think and Paul and I had this discussion. Yeah. Last, I'm pretty sure this is the first Marvel film we've discussed with the brain trust. I I don't think we actually did a Planet Hulk. Um, Ryan, did we talk we, about I, that? I, I, Pretty sure, and we definitely didn't do a. We did the. We did a book explode on it, Paul. Yeah, we did. I know we did a book explode. We didn't do the, uh, the animated movie that you know. I don't believe so. No, we didn't. I don't think we did. I thought about it really. I, I reviewed it on the website. Paul, you can go day. back and yeah, but. but. We, did, we also didn't do one from that Thor Wolverine one either. So this is the first Marvel, and many people have asked, "When are you going to do a Marvel Marvel show?" We said, "Well, once Marvel does a film, you know, in the same level or league as the DC films, we'll do it," and they. They put this one out. This is also like the DC films, a PG thirteen film. It's also it's also a little bit longer. Actually, it was almost an hour and a half. It's uh, it's about an hour and twenty three yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was. Felt every minute of it. Um, <laughs> so this <laughs> this is Marvel, and this is it's weird because it's not really. I mean, obviously, it's playing on the popularity of the movie world. It's definitely in the comics world, which is becoming the movie world anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But uh, interesting that they started off with a Black Widow and Punisher team up film. And uh, well, in fairness, they did a Hulk Iron Man thing, which we didn't cover. But was it a PG thirteen branded thing too? I don't know if I don't know what it was rated, but it, whatever. <laughs> it didn't get great reviews in advance one. of it coming out. So it's like, okay, we're not going to do that. Um, so we did this one. This is directed by Kenichi Shimizu. Uh, the screenplay is by uh, Mitsutaka Hirota, based on a story by Marjorie Liu. And I just want to, I got the Wikipedia page open. I just want to read this sentence. The film is produced by SHDTV AC BWP Partners, another partnering of Marvel Entertainment with Sony Pictures Entertainment Japan and Madhouse, uh, following up on the Marvel anime series. They did Wolverine stuff. They did uh, an Iron Man uh, anime. Um, So this is, but this is, you know, this is a full-fledged, you know, direct-to-video feature. And, uh... Very anime influenced. It's it's basically a, it's basically an anime. Um, we've seen uh, Marvel take cues from anime before in some of their stuff. We've seen DC take a little bit of of influence, um, especially with that Mar- that Batman. The Batman right. one that that that's made by anime like animation houses, so that you could right. basically consider that an anime. This is an anime. Yeah. Um, they're like the the pacing, a lot of the gestural stuff, and certainly the character designs are all and the action too. Very much, yeah, anime style. And I would also say the the tone 
the <laughs> the very eastern melodramatic well, tone. Let's, let's before we get into the details of, details of it, let's just go over very, very, very quickly what the plot of the story was. In case you have not seen the film and are just listening to this and might be curious if this is a story you're interested okay, in. Okay, good. I'll need this. Um, <laughs> and you can check my math on this one, guys, if I'm wrong, because okay. I'm not entirely, entirely sure. Basically, the, it opens with the Punisher. Do what the Punisher does, killing a lot of bad guys. And, uh, There's guns he, on the streets. There's guns on the guns on the streets, and it, it, we find out that he's actually uh, blown a shield op. He's gone in, and uh, you know, shield's been monitoring these people, so shield abducts him, and then they pair him with the Black Widow for some unknown reason, and have him go off to fight Le- Leviathan, which is a shadowy organization and, and responsible for these weapons being on the street. They've stolen shield tech, and uh, so then, so that's basically the story. Black Widow and the Punisher go. To take down Leviathan. We go to and, various, uh, I think, made-up Marvel countries. And Madripoor as well. Hong Kong and, and Madripoor is where it all culminates. Yeah, so that's basically the story. Um, good night, folks. Uh, no, it, 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 this, was, <laughs> this was rough. I mean, it wasn't – I don't think it was bad, but I got bored. I mean, I, I got it's really very dry. It's it's very very for, very dry for a Punisher and Black Widow story. Thing is going to be high action and everything. It's more of a Black Widow story than it is a Punisher story. And in trying to do cloak and dagger stuff, they get it gets very very dry. There's a, I you know, being used to the very short runs of the DC direct to video features. When we get that scene with the Punisher being debriefed by uh, by Nick long. Fury, it was so long. The sequence goes on. I was like, "Wow, they're really devoting a lot of time." And normally, I like it when you know stuff's given room to breathe. But I like I I got up at made tea during this movie. I I started checking my email. Like it was there was just long scenes of just talking about nothing that was compelling. And it has to be if you're going to draw something out, it's got to be compelling. Or interesting or character building, but this was just long, drawn out stuff that. It's, yeah. Ugh. Sort of the problem is that they go with a very taciturn Frank Castle. And... Well, I, I have that in my notes. Uh, the Punisher is a boring lead, which, and I don't know if it's a Punisher curse or what, but, you know, you'd think, he, similar to Batman, he's very, you know, quiet and brooding, and but for some reason he's not compelling. As a lead character, and he just sort of was—he would just sort of grunt. And... and they have to—they actually, I felt, had to cheat it a bit because there are moments where he reacts to things, like when they they break into the Leviathan sort of laboratory, and they're they're in that that room overlooking these tubes of uh, bio soldiers that they're working on, and he sees Kane from the beginning of the film. He has this very anime reaction. I mean, he does. He doesn't have like a nosebleed or you know, like anything like that. It's you know, it's it's more of a ninja scroll kind of anime. It's it's very grim. Do you think it was animated for Japanese dialogue? I think it because had to there was be. there was some scenes where the lip syncing was just completely off. Yeah, um, I mean, and you know, it's animation. It's never going to be exact, but there was a couple of, and they were on close ups. That's why I noticed it. Where it was just, it was not even close. Yeah, it's um, it's it's too bad because I I felt like Jennifer Carpenter was could have been a pretty decent Black Widow, but the awkwardness of dubbing over the voiceover the way they did it, and it's it's not the way that DC handles their stuff with Andrea Romano. It this right. feels very much like after the fact. You didn't really get the it's performance. It's not modeled that behind get. the performance. And I don't, yeah. I don't want to turn this into a complete DC versus Marvel. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I don't need, but it's, just it's as kind a point of, of comparison. 
yeah, it's hard not to compare them because we do these so much with the DC films. And, you know, DC's been doing it for 20, 20 plus years and they've got it down to science. And Andrea Romano's been doing it for 20 years and she gets really compelling performances out of them. A lot of her actors, not all of them, but a lot of them. And uh, this was very sort of stiff. Um, I don't know. Ryan, what did you think overall? No, I mean, I haven't been speaking up much because I agree with everything you guys have said so far and that this was really long. It was a bit of a slog. And um, I kind of, one of my notes was that it, conversations interrupted by fights for which the stakes I wasn't quite sure of. Mm-hmm. That, that left me a bit wanting. I just kept wondering why the Punisher? Like, I get Black Widow for sure. She's a, she's becoming a major character through the films and she's yeah. probably a big part of Captain America. I get that, but why the Punisher? There was a, sense. There was a moment when I was like, why isn't this Hawkeye? Right. You know, because I think when people have been, you know, when they sort of denied the idea of of doing a black widow solo film like, what if it was like black widow and hawkeye together you know like those two characters Which are makes in, sense and have a past that pairing in the movies yeah. but... and so you know why like why don't you do that i wonder if they're just trying to show off the fact they had the license back <sighs> maybe um but it just was like i kept wondering why am i following the punisher around in this story it doesn't make any sense he's not a compelling lead just it was weird. I, was, I mean, before I get completely down on everything, yeah, yeah. I do want to mention two things I really liked about the film. Uh, one, I thought the action was pretty good. You know, when they, the fight scenes, I thought there was some really interesting choreography, and you know, there was the the anime influence, so you had the interesting angles and character appropriate the, action scenes. Yeah, I like, thought it was for the most part. I mean, I think again, comparison's sake, I think DC does the action really well too, but I think this was a different kind of action. Yes, and uh, I liked for the most part. I liked the fight scenes, especially the Black Widow stuff. I mean, Black Widows. Overall, I thought she was good, and I like the fact that she was non-sexualized. You know, she has that cat suit, but it was always zipped all the way up to her chin. Yeah, for the, the entire time. for the most part, there's when she's talking to Amadeus Cho. There's a scene where we're looking at Amadeus Cho through her cleavage. Right. Like, yeah, it was like, true. and it was weird. Like her her boobs were stacked vertically. <laughs> like. The right. left one was at the top of the frame. The that he was a teenager that yes, no, definitely. Going nuts around her because she's a beautiful woman. But for the most part, I mean, that that zipper never came down past her uh, neck in the flashbacks. It wasn't, you know, it, I was very, I was kind of expecting it at certain points, but it never happened, which I thought was was good. But I thought she was a good character. Um, I would have much rather, if if anything, a solo Black Widow film I think would have been more interesting than the, than the you know putting the Punisher in there. I agree with that. Um, I think. Also, I think also that the Jennifer Carpenter from of, of Dexter fame, um, while not doing a you know Scarlett Johansson impression, it still feels like the Marvel Cinematic Universe Black Widow, because um, they've done they've done animated features where she has you know the Russian accent and stuff. Um, I wish she had the Russian accent. That was just me though. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of miss the accent. It sets her apart, makes her interesting. But I think anyway. it would be interesting if she like broke like because uh, you know she is russian um you know that like the character does have a have a history and i assume that 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 voice is not her original right you voice. She's, like she's, she's either she adopted an american accent or it's washed out of her or whatever or she can go in and out of it but so i thought it would, I, I i always thought it would be kind of interesting if she broke or something you know like if she, there was a Inten- moment, intense moments or emotional like, moments yeah or... yeah an emotional moment yeah so um and so speaking she like swore in russian or something yeah yeah that's that's what i was thinking so so speaking of emotional moments the, i think the weirdest thread in this movie is her 
maybe boyfriend from <laughs> Shield, um, who's basically who's. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Elias before, Stone. Before Elias we get into, I got, a lot of, I got a lot of notes on this. Before this, I just want to make sure, Ryan, did you have anything you wanted to mention as uh, what you enjoyed in the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a couple of things. Um, I like that Punisher brands all of his phones with the Punisher skull. <laughs> that was a nice touch. Yeah. Punisher brand phone. <laughs> the Apple uh, maybe that's why they included Punisher, so I could start selling merch. Um, I agree with you that the voice was really well done. I think Nick Fury also yes. uh, was that same sort of thing where, not, while not necessarily aping Sam Jackson, uh, did a good job of capturing that same kind of mode of speaking, uh, which was good. I loved that the Black Widow has a USB port in her costume. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> these male seem like little things but that's that's what I'm i like the tech at this point a lot. Uh, yeah i know the, the way they played the tech i thought was really well i like the way that she selectively uses her black widow sting versus uh, there's a scene where she like flips open a a light console keyboard to type something yes. and doesn't even look to type it and that was really smooth so like little touches like that are, are the things that stand out for me in a movie like this mm-hmm. i guess i should i should also mention some some other things that i liked um i liked uh i liked the a lot of the the bad guys in the end sequence. Um, I, I was psyched when Baron Zemo showed up. Yeah, Baron didn't Zemo. Do anything. It, it was that was I thought that was kind of funny because he shows up and his only lines are "What a disappointment." <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, but like, I, Zemo, and then he didn't go do anything, and I was sad again. I also like they really uh, scoured the depths for for interesting villains. Um, they had like who was in here? Orion is the main bad well, I, guy. I made a list of the characters that I saw, and some of the villains I didn't get, so I didn't write them down, but. Uh, on the villain side, you had Leviathan was the organization. Right. Elias Starr is the would-be boyfriend who's Egghead. Who's in Egghead, the but he doesn't then, look like Egghead. No, nothing. <laughs> uh, Graviton, Orion, Grim Reaper, and Baron Zemo. Um, but on the hero side, I was surprised at, at the all the ones that showed up at the end but didn't say a word. Uh, the Punisher and Black Widow obviously were the main characters. Nick Fury and Marie Hill were the S.H.I.E.L.D. characters. Amadeus Cho, which was a surprise, yep. sort of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s resident teenage genius. The Hulk, Hawkeye, Hulk Iron surprised Man. me. Hulk, Iron Man, Thor. Well, they were on the cover of the DVD. Hulk, Hawkeye, and Iron Man were on the and Thor and War Machine and Captain Marvel in her current uh, mulleted mohawked getup. Uh, we're in the she doesn't well. really wear the mask anymore in the comics, but uh, but yeah. So the so the mask that was, was there. that was a surprise. Even though I, for, I forgot uh, they showed her it's, in a promotional. It's shot. funny because they yeah they sh- they did put out a still a few weeks or months ago, and I saw that I was like oh that's cool, and I completely forgot about it. So when Hulk showed up. I was I was expecting a villain, and then was, oh, hey, it's the Hulk. Um, so, I, 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 it was very much Deus Ex Avengers. Uh, yeah, but isn't that the way that? It, so let's let's talk about Elias Star, aka Egghead, aka Black Widow's bizarre boyfriend character. Uh, so a lot of the motivation is that uh, Elias was a Shield scientist. Who he was felt, like Q, basically. He yes, and he felt inadequate to be dating Black Widow because she's hanging around with Captain America and the Hawkeye and Iron Man, and what what can he uh, give to her that they can't? So he decided to uh, strike out on his own, and he gets hooked up with the Leviathan organization, and he feeds them tech, and he becomes a bad guy, and uh, it's all to show his love for Black Widow. And I I mean, my in my notes I had got Lamo villain in love with Black Widow, and then right after that I wrote Lamo love story. I, I just thought the whole love thing was laughable, and uh, it didn't. Okay, so I noticed any when, gravitas whatsoever to the story. I noticed when they first fought, uh, she's like doing something on the computer. She's not even paying attention. And then he basically is standing ominously on a ledge behind her and she jumps up there and they fight for a little bit. And then he takes the mask off and, you know, she's all upset. 
And, uh, and he says, I didn't want this to be the way I had to tell you. And I'm like, well, you literally could have avoided her. She, <laughs> you, she wasn't paying attention to you at all. <laughs> yeah. And then I also noticed that um, Nick Fury had a photo of him on his desk. And I'm yes, like, really, yes. really? <laughs> Nick Fury's got a photo. Like, like, like this. Camp buddies. It was weird. It was, I mean, considering how important it was to the story, basically it's the main driver of the plot. His love for her drives him to do this evil stuff. It, it just felt bizarrely, you know, light. It didn't have, there was no weight to it. They also sort of teased the idea that you, there's, you know, that great scene in the Avengers movie where she's talking to Loki and she's playing him the whole time and having these big, you know, sort of melodramatic reactions to everything he's saying. And then she flips a switch basically and shows that whatever he's saying isn't affecting her at all. She's been completely in control of the situation and she tricked him into giving away the plot. Um, I thought that that's maybe where they were going to go here. Um, no. There's one moment where she like knees him in the abdomen or something. Um, and they launch into a very well choreographed fight um, without speaking about it. And so I thought that they were maybe going to play with that at least, but no, she's actively, she feels for this guy. And when they get to that confrontation where she's almost going to fly over a ledge and they end up like holding each other, I was like, this isn't, yeah, this is not, you know, imagine if, if this, they were, if they tried the same plot with, you know, Iron Man or Thor, it's such a, it's such a dismissive way to look at a, a female hero. And it, it, it really bothered me because, because otherwise She's a, you know, a really great tactician and um, she has wonderful action sequences. She has an interesting rapport with the Punisher. Um, but it's just this weird, you know, soapy, sudsy, you know, subplot that right. takes on way too much of the, of the film. Yeah, and I think they ended up the length hurt it in that sense and the pace hurt it. It was just it just it went on, it felt so much longer than an hour and a half. And it sh- those movies, these movies shouldn't shouldn't do that. Um, I can't decide if it's a good. I mean, we're gonna call this the first start because I don't know if that other film is, is is by the same team or whatever it is. So we're just gonna okay. consider this a first start. And I, I guess it's okay for a first start, but uh, and it's hard to compare because DC's been doing this for so long. They've got a team of people in place that they can do it really well. They know what they're doing. And they, they crank them out like a well-oiled machine. So it's it's unfair to compare this to a movie that, you know, the latest DC film because that's the culmination of 25 years of experience. But, you know, it, it really stumbled out of the gate if this is the, their first start at this kind of thing. I think it's it's that wonky aspect of the love story in the script. It's the, the, weird, the, the, the weight distribution problem with Punisher and Black Widow. Not saying that Black Widow or that, that, that Punisher should be the lead. No, but he wasn't. He didn't do anything. He was no reason to be there. He didn't do anything interesting. Yeah. So it's it, it was. Well, what yeah. happened with him is they kept they kept like Shield kept capturing him, be like, "We're gonna have to lock you up, Frank." And he's like, "Okay, I understand." And then they're like, "Frank, we need you." <laughs> but once you're done, we're gonna have to lock you up. And he goes, "I know." And then and then <laughs> at the end, they're like, "All right, Frank, we're gonna let you go because we need you out there being the Punisher." It it just. It, it, there was such such basic problems, for, you know, building block foundational problems in the film. I'm surprised they really didn't 
see those going into it. I wonder if it's a product of it being done by a Japanese anime company. We also talk about, still with the DC movies, the, the computer animation when it's inserted into the uh, yeah. traditional animation doesn't quite look right. And it was super jarring in this. There's two instances, um, or, or, or I guess three instances of that. So the, the helicarrier is the first time you really notice it, right? Yes, that was that was when I made the initial note and then especially, noticed it at least once other time. Yeah, especially because there's such a stark background. Um, the helicarrier, you know, rising up into the heavens and it's just a really blank kind of canvas and it's not a super detailed model of a helicarrier. Um, it's just this gunmetal kind of blob going up into the sky. Um, and then <laughs> Iron Man is like CG and it's weird it's like it's this weird motion cap looking thing and you just you know that there's something off about it um and then the other one is the big fight sequence they actually it looks like the background like zooms out around and it's literally like the floor is a wireframe so it's (laughs) and it's so it's just like wait they're doing weird stuff with the camera and you see the hulk running through and it's it it looks like um when you're seeing previs stuff for like the Lord of the Rings, when they got like a million orcs, you know, going right. across a plane, it's, it's sort of, it's like that. It doesn't look finished. That's, that's the big thing. But uh, I liked Orion though. He's just pretty cool. That was a pretty cool design. And that's not a character that you see a whole lot. Yeah. I was not very familiar with him at all. I didn't know who he was. No, Griffin was. is the big sort of lion guy. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Wings. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I wonder what Marvel's plan is with these because it's a real opportunity to, Tell stories and showcase characters that you don't. You're not going to get in the films. You're not going to get in the Netflix shows. Egghead. Well, I don't mean so much Egghead, but I'm thinking Let's more romanticizing Marvel. <laughs> people like that, and you know, I wonder if this is how they're going to proceed. Um, I guess sales will sell, but you know, make a dedicated team uh, like like DC has that just does these films and does them well, and and uh, you know, because if, if another film comes out from the studio, I probably. I'm not going to be interested in watching it. So I'm just going to preempt all the questions now. If another one comes out, I don't know that we're going to do this again because I didn't really have fun watching it. It's going to be a case-by-case thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll get better. I hope they get better because I like, you know, I, I, I like these films in theory. It looks but... really polished. I mean, the character models are, yeah, no, I like are that. really strong. Um, it's, I think, I, I, I think it's just a... a it being this this international you know collaboration, I think it was just a little bit awkward. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you're a big fan of these characters and you're like a Marvel zombie, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, so I would say if you like that thing, then you can didn't watch it. If you like these characters, if you're a Black Widow fan, if you're a Punisher fan, but uh, I just you know, I didn't you know it 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 didn't hold my attention very well. I think I missed some of the things because I was off making food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was watching this knowing that I was going to do a podcast about it, and my attention would drift because, wow, this scene is going on for so long. This weird I negotiation it, scene. Like, oh God, we're only halfway through. Yeah, and so I had to I had to rewind it a little bit, and and you know, but yeah, so it's it's disappointment. Marvel's Avengers Confidential Black Widow and Punisher. Um, it's a start. It's not the yeah. Worst I would. Thing it's it's um. I think it. Uh, I think in ways it is stronger than some of the DC things that we have talked about. Um, yes, not most, not most though. Um, some, maybe one or two. It's, uh, but it's, 
it's it's more that it's just uneven and well it's uneven and also the things that are i thought the things that were bad about it were really glaringly bad i don't know that there's ever been storytelling as bad as the love story stuff in any of the dc films yeah no there there hasn't been anything that bad but it's not even just character work it's like there's no weight to this story because i don't know i've never met these characters before you didn't set up the love story at the beginning so that when you're revealed it's a shocker you know, this guy's is revealed and I don't know who he is, so I don't really care that he's Black Widow's boyfriend because I've never met him before. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't just think. You didn't see the picture on Nick Fury's <laughs> desk in the Avengers? It's in the movie. Joss Whedon's the Marvel's The Avengers. It's right. So it's just right there. Stuff like that was really sort of basic storytelling techniques. It sort of, I thought, fell flat on. But, you know, yeah, the animation was pretty good for the most part. I liked seeing a lot of these characters. I thought the fight, the big giant Avengers fight scene at the end was fun for the most part. So. There's there's stuff here to work with. I'd like to see, I'd like to see more of these characters appear. You know, some of these are side characters. Do some more of that stuff. But you know, I can't wholeheartedly re- re- recommend this film. Unfortunately, I would usually when we do the DC ones, they've already announced what the next one is. Do we know what the next one I, I don't, might I don't be? Know or plan, I don't know if this is a planned series or what. I don't know anything about it. But. What, would, what do we want? What do we want to see? Do you want to do you want to see original things or do you want to see adaptations of? I just think original because that's the real opportunity with these Marvel. Because I agree, with Marvel that. puts out three films a year. Um, so show me some of these Avengers that aren't going to get first billing on the films doing stuff. You know, I, I don't, original because because adaptations are going to tend to focus on Cap and Iron Man and people that I'm going to see in these movies, uh, as opposed to. Captain Marvel or Black Widow or War Machine, you know. I don't know exactly what the rights issues are, but show me some characters. Maybe that I don't. I'm not going to get to see live action, perhaps depending on what. They yeah, that's kind of the cool thing with like say like last year I played a bunch of that uh, Lego Marvel Universe game, and you get to be you know the Fantastic Four with Spider Man and with the X Men and with the Avengers, and it's something that we're sadly not going to get to see. Yeah, and I don't know because I don't know how this is classified. Licensing issues are very complicated and very specific, right. having worked in licensing at one point in my life. So, because, you know, if you look back at the cartoons, the Marvel's uh, Avengers, not the Avengers Assemble one, but Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they had appearances from the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and Wolverine. So, I don't know if that means they can use them in these films or not. I don't know if these are considered films or show, TV shows because that'll make a difference. So I don't know, but. You know, play around in those worlds. We're not going to see, you know, every every summer in the, on the screen. Big screen. Well, when That's they did, I, you know, the storyline that I don't think we're going to get in the movies that I think would be really fun. What? Marvel Zombies. I could see. I could see them doing that. I, they should. They. I, I think uh, when they had Deadpool in the uh, in that Hulk versus right double feature, um, that was pretty interesting. Um, they had, they had a pretty good handle on on Deadpool, and that's that's an example of yeah, exactly a character like that, a character like that, and that, and that's also an example of a feature where they mix, you know, Wolverine and the Hulk and you're right, Thor. You're right. They're all in there, and that wasn't too long ago. Um, so I guess so. Yeah, it's there, there's got to be some interesting flow charts on you know just exactly how all that. We should ask Charles Soule because he's a lawyer. <laughs> he probably knows this stuff. He could probably. <laughs> Well, we'll see. If there's another one, as we said, we'll we'll decide. Case by case. I'm not. We're definitely not going to make any guarantees on whether or not we're going to watch the next Marvel animated film. 
if it looks interesting, perhaps. But uh, we'll be back again for the next, for sure, for the next DC film, Batman and Son. Although, not not too looking forward to that one. But we'll we'll see. Our, our verdict on this one, I think, is I wouldn't even say necessarily a rental unless you're really if you're really into the characters, about, really into Marvel, then then rent it. And and, I and but I would say it'll probably be on Netflix eventually. Right. And when you get to the scene, the briefing scene in the beginning, you just fast forward for the next 15 minutes because that'll just be a lot of talking around a table. Uh-huh. So. Oh, man. So, uh, so there, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. uh, if you're really into two people punching at each other and their fists hit perfectly and push against it, then this is. This that, was, that was a little weird. And then they like, pause to react how happened, crazy happened that mul- is. It happened multiple times. Too. It's a big anime thing. Yeah. It wasn't a one time thing. <laughs> All right, so that is, um, let me say the title again. That is Marvel's Avengers Confidential Black Widow and Punisher Part 1, Men and X-Men. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Comment on that film at ifanboy.com and you tell us if you, what you saw, thought of it if you saw it as well. I've seen no chatter about this anywhere. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, if you saw it, tell us what you thought in the comment section. And uh, if not, you know, hang on tight. We'll be back soon enough for the next DC uh, animated original film. And until then, questions or comments, send those along to contact at ifanboy.com. And don't forget, each and every Sunday, the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, where we talk about all of our favorite comics that week. All right. So until then, I'm Connor. I'm Paul. And I'm Ryan. 